You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show, as well as my other podcast, How to Stand, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com. There you'll find episode guides, as well as additional reading, more exclusive content, tons of great stuff. And never miss an update, an album review, interview, etc. by subscribing to the free newsletter, howtostand.substack.com. You could also become a paying subscriber on Substack, and that means you're supporting an independent creator and become part of a community, howtostand.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Hey guys, welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. There is a ton of news to get to, a ton of Seven Fates Chaco updates, a special, exciting, timeline-esque K-pop history from a different angle deep dive, bunch of other exciting topics on upcoming episodes. While I work on those episodes, I do want to drop my breakdown of Epic High is Here Part 2 because I have been just obsessed with it all week. I pour over their lyrics like a poet, a poet's fans pour over a poet's writing. So if you're not even a fan sonically of their work, lyrically you'd better appreciate them. And that's what this episode will hopefully help with. I will be circling back to some of the things I talked about on the episode of the show called Epic High is Here. So you can go back to that episode to get up to speed. But today, primarily, I'm just looking at the brand new album. And I picked out, after a ton of thought, my favorite and the most thought-provoking lyrics. So let me run those by you, and then we will tie them back to earlier Epic High releases and broader themes that are the through line between and among Epic High releases. The lyrics I want to emphasize in this song called Here are the start and end. Starting with I'm here, ending with and I'm back to yesterday. So you're saying I'm here in the present moment, which means you are back in the past. That sort of weird juxtaposition, playing with the concept of time in memory, what's past versus present versus future versus transitory, and your ability to make that transitory, that's a big recurring theme in their work. And that's why, ultimately, that's what Tableau was saying when Epic High is Here Part 1 dropped. During album promo for that, he was talking about their work being about your here and now. And making peace with your here and now by looking back, ironically, on the past and looking forward to the future. And that feeling of you controlling time and how much you reflect on past, present, and future, that's kind of the crux of their thesis. So here's the full quote. I'm here where no one is. Sometimes I feel like I'm alone in this, confused, going from wishing I wasn't born at all to thinking I was born for this. Pages torn to bits as pencil tips break. Am I running out of things to say? I close my eyes, let the muses rewind the tape, and I'm back to yesterday. This song prequel covers them describing their personal memories when they are on the up and up in their career, starting from the bottom. They reference going back to the map and bleeding, map probably referring to a previous album title of theirs, and then they have a song called Bleed, so that could have been an intentional connection there too. They have meaningful lyrics about, wow, we went from a basement to Coachella. Again, spending time savoring this present moment while ironically focused on the past. My favorite lyrics, survival was on our minds more than music. Please give us a miracle. But the heavens ignored us. We took revenge by flying high and standing above the clouds. We fell sometimes, but never gave up. The limits of the world? We crossed them from the onset. 
even if we rewrite our lives. The last sentence will read, I was here. They're saying at the end of the day, in the future, you will look at past writing that said you were here in the present moment. I'm going to skip around a little bit. Some more favorite lyrics of mine from this song. We'll have a celebratory toast in 10 years. For now, we stay drunk on poetry. Then there's, my poetry was born from the blood that I'm soaked in. Failure is the mother of success. My success is an orphan. Then there's the outro, where they name drop pretty much their whole discography. We mapped the human soul. Got society high. Sang our swan songs. Remapped to stay alive. The world tried to turn us to pieces. But the EPIK never ceases. Had 99 problems, but it's do or do not. Took our demons by their throats. Stuffed them in a shoebox. We did something wonderful. Now there's nothing to fear. When you're lost, remember, Epic High is here. There are a lot of really fun play on words in Super Rare, a song featuring Wanstein and PH1, so it was bound to be full of personality. I'm going to skip around quite a bit, and these lyrics are just clever, not so much deep and worth philosophizing, but worthy of enjoying nonetheless. My time is gold. For you, it's 24 hours. For me, it's 24K. The whole world is a canvas now, and the universe is my palette. No wonder I always see the big picture. I'ma give em oceans. F your streams. No fun left in all these trending things. Now everybody famous. Empty branding. Become something rare. It's time to show your true self. That's what the song's kind of about. Basically calling out clout chasers and saying, you know, if everyone wants to be famous, no one's really famous. You all look like copycats. The new single off the album features Yoonha, really beautiful voice, and there's a lot to unpack in these lyrics. Let's go bit by bit. Verse 1. You ask if I was always this way, because I'm sharp to the touch. You say you're afraid to approach me. It's just that the world made me swallow countless thorns. As I tried to push them out of my body, I became a cactus. I hate me more than you could ever. Of course there's no solution. I am the problem. Like you said, I'm too fragile. Even if I hold a flower like you, I will inevitably shatter into pieces. Just go. That to me was a really well-written verse that just summarizes the feeling of not being good enough for someone. That's a really good visualization. You know, you feel like they gave you roses in life, and now you swallow them and are left with thorns. And now you're a cactus, and you are creating a shell, a barrier, between you and vulnerability, a truly open, loving relationship. Now you feel extra fragile, and it's interesting because then they bring in kind of a mere symbolism by talking about feeling like you're going to end up shattering into pieces. Part of verse 2. I gave you tears when you wanted a drop of attention. I took everything and gave you sadness. The waves of resentment in your eyes now look like waves of concern why are you worried about me? You know I was always a mess. I just find that water metaphor really interesting. You wanted drops of attention? I gave you tears. Now you have waves of resentment in your eyes that turn to waves of concern. And then it's interesting because they're saying, why? Why are you surprised and suddenly concerned? You knew going into this I was a mess. Wondering why they still are in this committed to you, even though they just finished saying they gave you everything. 
There's a super relatable, really deep, raw, honest chorus, including lines like, I hate who I am, I want it so badly to be good, but it's because I've been hurt too many times, it's because I've been lied to too many times, I just want to smile, I try but I can't, I can't. Really touching on the deepness in Epikai's discography, it can get quite dark. And that's why I think they're decades on strong, because that's just a timelessly relatable thing to make music about. And I think they've helped a lot of people, including myself, get through those bouts of depression or other mental illness, and that remains very relevant. It is really interesting how in that chorus, Yunha keeps saying but, and doesn't finish the thought. Then the outro ends with because, and another unfinished thought which really I think gets at how this song is so relatable to people in a dark place mentally, because the song's called Gray So Gray. Everything feels gray and numb, and at that point, you don't even bother finishing your sentence, because you're so numb, and what's the point about everything? That's my interpretation of why they have those breakaway thoughts. I really, really love the whole verse one of BRB. In my suitcase are dress shoes and a suit, an old photo album, a carton of cigarettes, Suddenly a thought comes. More things to leave behind than to take. The reason why life is like traveling. Arrival card stuck in my passport holder. Three dots written in the empty travel destination space. And I leave it empty after thinking quite a while. It's too small to write down the real destination. Why do I make things intentionally difficult? I always bother myself. So terrible. You know it too, right? You can easily recognize harsh solitude because it's like looking in the mirror. The upright world outside the window tilts. It's time to say goodbye, but I won't cry. When your house, neighborhood, city at a glance, I'll shed one single tear to evaporate it all. It's interesting that life is like traveling because all of these symbols of past memories, all of these trinkets, the things you collect or even hoard, Way more of that you leave behind than you keep throughout your entire life. And to me, the best in that song is a line that's also classic epic high in that it's dark and deep, but it can also be kind of just cheeky and relatable for adulthood. As time passes, there are more things I want to avoid than things I want to do. So again, he's talking about past, present, and future in the same sentences. He's reflecting on where he's traveled to and where his passport should say he will travel next. And he's thinking both of these things in the present. It's also an interesting deep thought that the place that signals where you're traveling and your passport feels like such a small blank space. And you're supposed to fit in something as multifaceted as a travel experience with one word specifying where you're going. And then we're back to the tear metaphor, and kind of literal tears they may be talking about. Comparing tears now to like evaporation, condensation, whatever, removing memories as opposed to filling up waves of concern in their eyes, as we talked about for an earlier song. I also do think that is tied to why they mention rain so often in their music. Then they seem to nod back to the Epic High Is Here Part 1 album cover art when they say, When will it be the day I dance like the butterfly who's found the sliver of light within the lawn tunnel? Then again, they have a super relatable lyric for people feeling very numb or just emotionally drained when they say, 
don't ask me what it means, because that's when the sadness begins. Just leave me alone. Like, they don't even want to think about what they're thinking about. That's part of the song called I Hated Myself, parentheses, tableau's word. My favorite lyrics are, coffee and the truth are better bitter. I also think that's a possibly has a connection to an early song of theirs, relatively early, called Coffee. Then there's, I've decided to be lonely. People are exhausting. Airplane mode, but I put my wings back. Next up, Rain Song, which was a pre-release single featuring Cold. This was further tapping into this concept of them thinking about the past and present and future, morphing and skewing with their timeline of emotions. Seems to be kind of what happens here, because Rain Song came out before the album. It was a pre-release single, yet in this tracklist order, it comes up like it just flows. Like it was a missing puzzle piece. It shows this character development that kind of shows their mindset evolving from song to song. Because now they sing, my emotions untangle and retie the bond between us. The past hurt more because I pretended to be okay. Now I invite it with a smile. They're back to commentary about do it for the grammar or whatever on Rich Kid's anthem, featuring the lovely Lehigh. Some of my favorite lyrics. You put him on your hit list because you're the one who needs to kill to live. Anxiety and worries are growing with interest. Everyone wants a new thing. Always refresh. Which seems to be very much about toxicity with an Instagram or other social media obsession. Your anxiety is growing with your interest as you get further into an internet rabbit hole. To yesterday, when there was a lack of nostalgic blank space. I want to go back. Now they're talking about a blank space in their writing and wanting to go back to yesterday when that wasn't the case. But it actually was the case. Because remember, in here, they sing about pages torn to bits as pencil tips break. So it actually was not the blank space of nostalgia he just branded it as. He's not remembering it the way it really was. The chorus is interesting, how it's kind of just about, we don't need to get drunk, we're drunk on music and happiness and friendship and blah blah blah. But it's interesting, the distinction, they say, there's nothing more to have, then they say we don't need it, then they say there's nothing more to want. When artists distinguish between saying have, want, or need, that always seems like it has some deeper meaning you could read into, and they use all of those terms. Face ID goes off of rich kids really well. Again, interesting playing up that concept of bringing the past into the present, blurring those lines, because Face ID was another pre-release single. But it fits so perfectly in this new tracklist order, like a to-be-continued message it was all along. It was foreshadowing in the past and now in their present release. Reminder of the best lyrics in Face ID, Good job documenting your jealousy. Write a novel. And I've never seen anyone raise a fist once we're face to face. I raise a hand and then try to shake it. Basically about how you're emboldened to be playing up your worst instincts on the internet. It's also an interesting tracklist order because after Face ID, this song about kind of posing for the grammar or whatever, thinking about superficial values, they go to the very sentimental rooted in important values songs. 
piano for sale, and another sentimental song reflecting on what an object represents and how it's so much more to you than just an object. That's on Family Portrait, featuring Kim Feel. It's a really touching song if you've lost someone dear to you. The lyric that really just kind of reached out and grabbed me was, the empty seat is louder than the sound of laughter. They end with a classic epic high song, Champagne, because it talks about reflecting on the past, thanking you for being there, but also a nodding to the future by saying you're my destination. They also nod back to Super Rare, which kind of symbolized the end of part one of the album where they ended with Super Rare's outro, hands up, throw your hands up in the air, and they end with Champagne repeating that message. So the full circle moments are, that one seems to be intentional. All this new context and thought-provoking lyrics in mind, let's go back now and see the parallels to Epic Highs here, part one. There's Rosario, which comes from the Latin word rosarium, which means a crown of roses, and the video for Rosario feels extra relevant in hindsight, featuring a portrait. She's in a room full of vines and roses. Then there's the fact this is a hotel setting. They're traveling. They're at their destination. They got suitcases. The things they've nodded to in Epic High is Here Part 2 lyrics were key in the Epic High is Here Part 1 era video. They also there were referencing dancing in the rain, when it pours. They referenced tears again, saying, if you weren't around when I shed tears, you'd better not be around when I'm smiling. Which is an interesting flipping of the script because in part two, they sing about what happens after you shed tears. Back there, they were talking about I shed tears. So it's kind of like you could read part one and two as conversations between each other, or at least they're, they're trading notes. Some more really relevant in hindsight lyrics referencing rain as well as loved ones and realizing what's important in life and using the word here, wish you were. For the last few years, it's been pouring rain. So I've been a stay-at-home dad. My daughter saw the pain and whispered, stay home, dad, and people's take on that is that I'm washed up. Well, dear, all my peers are drowning in their past, so I'd rather be right here, wish you were. In acceptance speech, they touched on that feeling of apathy. I did it for you because I live in a world where there's nothing to laugh about. That was all part of acceptance speech. And they kind of have that resigned sense of it is what it is. And kind of a restrained celebration in Champagne as well. And other new songs. Is a message of pragmatic thinking in a way. Obviously, not super optimistic but also sometimes not fully depressing either, and focused on their sending themselves about finding pockets of joy amidst a lot of gray, making their own reasons to be grateful in this world, finding ways to reflect on and appreciate the good and the bad. In this let's be real attitude is both key to their long-term success and I think epitomized with Lesson Zero, which is so perfectly named, because Lesson Zero truly is like a page one of Epic High 101 encyclopedia. It's like the founding text upon which every other thought and theory you have about Epic High's discography rests. It's foundational. So here it is, the second half of it, because I think that's the most stirring. They teach that to feel is to be weak, to suppress emotion. They got you hating who you are to sell you pills and fictions reaching for the stars when you were born up there with them. 
addicted to the news, views, superstitions, to keep the visionaries glued to their televisions. They want you busy, stepping to the right side of history to keep you from the inside of history. Give everyone a voice, but leash them with the mic cord. Feed you things to fight about instead of things to fight for. Teach you everything you want, but nothing you need. That everything's got a price and nothing is free. Made me think of piano for sale. They'll turn everything to nothing and make you believe that everything is under control and there's nothing to see. No more lessons. Please take me back to zero. No more teachers. No more prophets. No more heroes. No more lessons. Please now I see the question to all answers will only bring me to my knees and back to zero. To me, that epitomizes their message here because it sums up a lot of their critiques of society while also kind of shrugging and saying, that's the way it is, but it doesn't have to be. And if we all focus on the here and now, but use our past and the potential future scenarios to inform our present, to reflect responsibly in the present, we can have this clarity that makes the future better than this. And we have that power collectively. If we don't think so optimistically or pessimistically, both extremes are just not realistic. To really make practical change in the world, we have to start from a place of truth which means accepting complex, dark, and ambiguous realities. Shades of gray, if you will. Which is why they sing intentionally about recognizing the gray world as you live in it. The ability to sit with a myriad of complex emotions that do not fit neat categorization or labels is par for the course in their music and is what is needed to feel and experience what it means to live to the fullest. Taking the good with the bad, but also not just taking it. Standing up and changing it, and the fact that there is that not dichotomy of take it or leave it, but you do a bit of both, that lack of binary thinking about the world and how to cope in it is what their message is all about. It's intentionally kind of ambiguous, and that ability to personalize their music's motivations to your own life and apply it is part of the appeal. There's a lot more I could say about this, but I do want to leave you in thought and let you reach a lot of your own conclusions because their work is meant to be, I think, interpreted differently for everyone. So just enjoy immersing yourself in this poetry. That's my analysis of their work, but everyone has a different one. If you guys would like more Epic High Deep Dives in the future, feel free to let me know. Always done to talk about them more if the interest is there. Anyway, thank you, Epic High. Wonderful, thought-provoking work as always. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Please rate and review the show if you haven't already. Really helps with visibility, which today translates to visibility for Epic High discussion. Ghostream Epic High is here part two, and I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everyone.